Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody. All right. It's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of the MetalDen.com site. It is March 14th. 2021 Sunday. A happy birthday to my wife, Hope Cody. She is uh, celebrating her birthday here with me today, and we've been uh, partying and getting it going. And so this is this show's dedicated to her. And I love you very much, baby. We're gonna jam some music and have a have a real good time in your honor. Now, before I do get jamming some music, I want to just uh, go over a few things. First, uh, you can check out here later in the podcast, I'll have a snippet of my new interview with Beowulf frontman, Dale Henderson. We had a really cool uh, discussion via Zoom recently, and so you'll hear the audio uh, version of that little snippet of that, so definitely check that out here later in the podcast. We talk about all sorts of things, including the new album coming from Beowulf that is a, a concept album. I had no idea, but that's exactly what he said during the interview, that it is a concept album. So that's pretty cool. Uh, You also have my uh, new review for the CD from Demon Hunter called Songs of Death and Resurrection. You can check that out at themeldend.com. I will be uh, going back on the radio coming up here in uh, April. That'll be right at the start of April, the first Thursday, which is the first. And anybody that's followed me over the years knows that I'm infamous for my April. April Fool's hoax is thy post, so uh, stay tuned. We'll see what happens with all that. Of course, uh, most famous one I'm known for, many of them, but the one that I'm probably the most known for is the one I did on Metallica back in 2017 uh, that Lady Gaga was going to sing on the new album, the uh, White Album. That got picked up in England at the largest, uh, one of the biggest uh, entertainment uh, websites in in all of England, Metro. So that was a huge one. I mean, and uh, I did another one on Lars Ulrich retiring <clears throat> that got picked up by a, a planet rock which is another big one overseas in in the uk and they had to actually call and confirm with metallica that that, that wasn't true so he can't get any bigger than that we're gonna who knows what we're gonna do this time around uh you know i look around at all the other hard rock and heavy metal zines and stuff and besides the fact that to me they're just utterly utterly bore, boring and just not very unique in the way that they deliver their news. Uh, it's it's the fact that, you know, when you do a hoax, the whole idea of doing a hoax is to elevate it to the next level for it to really capture the imagination of the audience. And I don't think there's any other website in the world, period, that has been able to pull off the hoaxes I pulled off at the level that I pulled off in the media. And uh, so that, that I'm very proud of that because that's 
true artistry to pull that off like that and to be someone who's outside of the system and uh, not a corporate entity. I'm not backed by anybody. I'm, a, I'm just an independent individual doing what I do. Anyways, let's go ahead and get to the uh, latest news stories at the MetalDen.com site. We've got Hideous Divinity has debuted a new song. Uh, Steel Panther has performed Van Halen's Beautiful Girls. Oh man, that's good. You gotta check it out. I'm in fact I'm gonna jam uh, jam the song, the audio version here in the podcast. But you definitely have to go on to YouTube. Just uh, search Steel Panther Beautiful Girls. You'll pull it up. Really great job. Crow Mags have debuted a new music video. Enforced also has put out a new video. Corn uh, has announced a global streaming event. It's called Corn uh, Monumental. Philip H. and Selma on the Legals have a live stream of Vulgar Display of Pantera. They're going to be doing, jamming uh, all those classic Pantera songs. Blind Faith has released a new lyric video for the song Closer or Closer. <clears throat> Nahea has signed with Rockshot, uh, Rockshot Shots Records, and Vitriol has premiered a live video. So there's all sorts of new stories up at the Melden.com site. Uh, you know, that's the one thing I think that's again that separates my site from the others is that there's constantly being new updates. You know, every single day. Some of these sites you go to. It, it could be two or three days before they put up a new, a new, wet, you know, story uh, on the internet. So, uh, I think that you know the importance of having a good website, especially a news website, is to keep loading it up with fresh new content, good content, stuff that's uh, not necessarily being seen to other sites as well. And so, as I talked about with Dale Henderson in our interview about that. Uh, the true underground heavy metal bands, you know, that's never going to die. So no matter what goes on with this pandemic and everything and allowing big concerts to go on, the, the heavy metal scene in the underground, which is what I promote at the Metal Den, the bands that aren't as known as the mainstream bands, that's never going to die. And so that's the beauty of it is that you really, really see uh, in between the lines of what's going on. The beauty of heavy metal music and, and people saying that rock and roll is, is dead like Gene Simmons, that's bullshit. Heavy metal is never going to die. It's always going to be someone like me that's going to get on the air somewhere and talk about it and celebrate it and jam those tunes. And that's what this is about. That's what this podcast is about. That's what my website's about. That's what I'm about. I've been doing it all my life since I was a kid. It's promoting heavy metal music, whether I was playing in bands working at, at Guitar Center, roading for bands, running my world-famous website, whatever it's been, I've been celebrating what? Heavy metal music. Get you a pull, turn up loud, let's jam some music.
the only big problem we have is up on the north bound. We have oh, yeah. is up on the north bound. Oh, yeah. Are you on drugs? Seriously? Well, I think... Uh, hey, have you ever done crack? No. I've never even had anybody offer it to me. I don't know anybody that has muscular dystrophy either. Yeah, well, we don't think that anybody has crack or muscular dystrophy no, because never uh, we never met anybody who has it. Yeah, it just occurred to me the other day, like, I'm 32. I don't know anybody with muscular dystrophy. I know they're out there. Yeah. But they make it sound like you're going to be walking to work. And it's <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. My legs. Somebody shoot me. Put a bullet in my head. Look at my body. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, all that money on the telephone, and we've never actually seen, except yeah. for the uh, kids on say, the... is he on the dais of the Jerry Lewis roast? Yeah, I think you're going to become a friar. <laughs> $200 million, and we're just not any closer to that cure. You yeah, know I'll tell I mean? you. I think we should give up. It's like, guys, how's the research going? <laughs> well, we're just not getting any sleep. I'll tell you that. We're putting in day and night against this disease. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hey, Sam, I didn't even know you were this happening. I hear you got like ten people from Warner Brothers with you here. Yeah, well, they, they're afraid for us to come outnumbered, you know. So. Man. <laughs> Sam walked in, and evidently like, there's a whole entourage thing going on in my really? office. Where did we put them? Because our office isn't big enough it's for that. Rodney, Rodney, uh, Rodney Dangerville told me, he says, you were born with an entourage kid. Six kids had to come out of his mom first to check out the room before he could come in. <laughs> <laughs> Rod, but now Rodney, man, really loves you. Yeah. Yeah, it's been an interesting friendship. Oh, man. Oh, man, you're so if he wasn't such a bastard to yeah. work with. The man is a drunk, alcoholic, drug-addicted oh bastard. He is. Really? Yeah. Oh, after four in the morning, a 12-year-old insecure boy isn't safe. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Rodney. Hey, we know that, remember? This guy is the original well, monster. True. We had Rodney on the show. And <laughs> he couldn't have been like this all the time, though. What, he Rodney? He changed after he became a big star. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he was probably like a real humble guy who's real bitter <laughs> Who's real oh, bitter at yeah. the world now because obviously he feels he should have made it when he was in his 20s. Oh, yeah. And he should have been pork and broads when he was in his 20s instead of being like a salesman and stuff. Right. <laughs> Anybody seen any young pictures of Rodney Dangerfield? Yeah. No. I don't think there are think any. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a pretty hostile dude. I think you're right. And what it is, his public persona is like that of a nice guy. But, yes, who berates himself and... and uh, you know, hey, I don't give respect. Right, yeah. Yeah. Then, meanwhile, then he calls up um, Betsy Torres, who worked with us, <laughs> was trying to pick her up for like two days, and she wouldn't go out with him. Finally, she agreed to go out with him, and then he said, well, you're going you're gonna to score with me. And she said no, and he said, well, the hell with it. I want to go out with you. That's, that's my that's man. Right, that's yeah. Rodney. I dig Rodney, though. Oh, he's the he's best. a funny yeah. guy. He's, he's a, a good sexual guy. vampire. Man. He is, yeah. <laughs> he draws his life from the young. Come, come into my house. Ooh. Man, you must be having some life, man. I swear to God, the HBO special, the... Uh, the I, I got a tape of your record that's coming out. Is that going to be a record? <laughs> yeah, it's out. It's out in the stores. Oh, that's I've out? I've seen him yeah. on record. He's when, on the side of an album. I went yes. to a couple uh, record stores yeah, yesterday. I think I would People went, oh, the... oh, he walks among us! He walks <laughs> among us! <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, so uh, this has got to make you feel pretty good, right? Well, I just thought I'd uh, use your show and come on here and say that I'm I'm from the Church of Hell. I am the Son of Satan. Oh, I walk in the earth. I walk in the earth. Is there any like uh, backward messages? <laughs> That's uh, got to be everybody's fantasy, though, you know. Come yeah. on the radio and go, in a year from now, you will wear my mark. You will wear my mark. <laughs> People are driving to work going, what? Uh, a year from now, we'll wear his mark. Wait a second. Here, this is... What's this guy talking about? Here's what you need. Wait a second. My, my, my <laughs> machine is working. Your machine. Uh, uh, son of hell. Uh, try this. <laughs> 
That's great. He yeah. does walk among us. <laughs> <laughs> the mark of the beast. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get one. He's got to provide some interesting going to work entertainment. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Possession is real. Possession is real. Oh, I'm doing my own thing. Uh, how many names for the devil do you know? Oh, well, see, if we take away my ex-wives, uh, at least about eight. Eight names. Eight or nine names. you got a couple of ex-wives, Oh, you? I certainly do. I'm so proud of them. Yeah. What a collection. Really? Wow. How'd that happen to you? Oh, God. I'm lucky to be alive. Really? Were they nice looking, though? They must have been very Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. They were very hot and nasty. And well, because you're in show business and... Spank me, Daddy. Spank me. Really? Oh, that, All that, huh? You're seriously, though, you're not married. I know I've been bad. No, come on. You're not married now, though, are you? No. And you must be... How many girls are you getting off of this whole comedy thing now? Are well, you... it's a little hard to do my act and mingle after the show. Oh, yeah. come on. Women are like, you know, it's like they do want me to drive them home. Groupies? Comedians get groupies. They do, but I'm not, I don't know, for some reason I don't draw on. I draw a lot of guys that go, I understand how you feel. I'm <laughs> hostile, too. No, come on, man. Seriously. Bastard, get away, bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, though. <laughs> after, after, like, the uh, HBO special and Get stuff. Get that lip gloss off! Get that lip gloss off! <laughs> after the HBO special, you must be getting um, some girls now. I mean, when you hang it out with Rodney. It be happening now. You must be getting girls now. Mm, well, I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about Clash A Mugambo. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, Penthouse Girls and, and Playboy <laughs> Have Girls. Have you been to the mansions? It's, it's funny. I got an invitation about a week and a half ago, and I blew it off. Yeah? You did? Yeah. To halves? Yeah. They said, come up. It was doing a one-man show in L.A. They said, come up to the mansion after the show. And oh, you should have done it, We just it, man. couldn't work it in. No, you should have done it. Because it's funny to, now. Half has I, a uh, half had a stroke. He's like, you know, over here, my wife. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend. Have you seen his new girlfriend? <laughs> my new girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lee. Oh, boy. <laughs> she is nice, man. She's cute. I saw that picture. Yeah. And you know something? Uh, you know who used to um, get a lot of uh, penthouse girls was Belushi. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because um, we met no, a couple Playboy. of them. Playboy girls. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Belushi had a whole um, stable of them. Wow. Because when we were doing a um, we were doing a record signing thing or something. Yeah, we came to some auto show. We were, That's what it was. Disc jockeys have to do stuff like go to auto shows. I don't do that anymore. I'm much too happy <laughs> since I've been on Letterman. But uh, hey, yeah, wow. you know. Hey, you've been on Letterman, right? Yeah. You know what I did my last time on Letterman? I uh, had my agent call up and demand that I'm on first and I get the first two segments or else I don't want to be on. And you know, they did it. Wow. You, and you've got enough people, man. And you've yeah. certainly got enough. I could storm NBC right now. I have enough troops. No, of course, there's man. a lot of them that are under the spell of my voice in your audience. People that are will to come. People know? are all afraid of Letterman. But let me tell you something, man. There's like 50 talk shows on at night. And the, I think the talk show host should be kissing our ass for being entertaining guests because it's getting it's awfully competitive. Yeah. yeah! I'm serious. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he doesn't. Sure. But no, I do. Does David what talk would he do you? without us? Just seriously, your career looks bad if you end up going on Letterman. And you don't get a, a big shot. And you're on yeah. last at 1.30 in the morning, and then he's, he finds he has three minutes because he was talking to Paul Hogan, who nobody knows. Yeah, that's right. You so, don't need to look bad in your some career. Some Let me tell you something, man. You're brilliant. Well, You're thank a you, genius, comic genius. Thank you, Howard. God, to get an endorsement like this from Howard Stern, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Possession is real. I will him to say it. <laughs>
<laughs> but really, I mean, when you go on Letterman, you've been on a few times. He talks to you and all that. Does he talk to you during the yeah, commercials? Yeah, the first time I didn't, I didn't sit down with him because I just went out and did my thing because I didn't know if I could trust him. You know? Yeah. I've seen him really yeah. hack into some comics. Yeah. And I thought, you know, this is it's his show. You know, this is his audience. He's going to win. Even if you win, he's going to win. Right. Ground, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, but the second time I went on, they go, no, David wants to talk to you. And so I used to be the minister, so I didn't really want that out. Now it's kind of out. But yeah. I was expecting him to like, oh, so Sam used to preach. Huh? You turned your back on God. How do you feel about that? <laughs> great, you ass. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's it. that's a big deal that you used that's to be a minister. Right. Oh, yeah. man, I did. The whole time I was watching that HBO special, I'm going, hey, he used to be a minister. Oh, I know. There's a lot of church people out there that have to be freaking out of their well, shorts. Well, your brother really? is oh, yeah. still an evangelist, right? Sure, two older brothers are evangelists. Right. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, they preach in the Midwest. Oh man! Well, they're out there, man. I thought that was I'm making life show? real easy for them. Believe I, me. Really? I thought that was sort of like a hype. Brother or Tennyson, why does your brother call himself the Beast? The Bible tells us, and saying, I'm sure they're getting plenty of that. But that whole preaching thing, you can make some money with. Well, if you're real good yes, at it. Yeah, if you really want to, like you know, be Dracula and suck people's money out of their lives and yeah. jump Jesus. Jesus told me to build a amusement park for Christians only. <laughs> you know, it's like. What is Jesus, a tax lawyer now? What is this? <laughs> yes, this is Jesus. This is Jesus. Now, get a nonprofit organization and have your mom be the secretary, your wife be the vice president, and we'll take the funds, we'll launder them through the church, and the church will own your car and your clothing and all the things. You won't actually have any possessions. <laughs> Say, hey, you didn't even used to own a horse. Who is this? This can't be the same Jesus. Who is this? It's strange the messages he's giving some people. Yeah, these, I know. You know? Hey, imagine when Jesus told Pat Robertson to run for uh yeah. for president yeah How did that that's all, all we about? need i a preacher in the white house oh, i'll yeah. sleep at night now with a drug to... war going on and a preacher in the white house yeah. Yeah. yeah pat is going to uh take some time off from the show he's not going to be running the ptl club on a day-to-day -day basis who told him to anymore. do that who told him to do that jesus it had to be jesus or santa <laughs> <That's right. laughs> one of the popular voices maybe the easter bunny broke through the easter bunny right. talks to pat robertson i read that in the uh, new york <laughs> magazine one of my ten. I think the last thing Jesus said to people was, Oh, God, that hurts! <laughs> that may have been his last transmission here yeah. on the planet. <laughs> Jesus, this is your life. Remember this noise? Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'll be doing any more preaching. That's no, sure. no, I don't think so. Yeah, that. Let's burn that bridge. Yeah, I think you're going straight to hell when you die. <laughs> hey, I can handle it. I was married for two years. <laughs> no problem. He did training. Like a... Oh, man. You like... didn't have kids, though, did you? No, thank God. Oh, oh man. You my don't wife know. would be using them on me. <laughs> Yo, that's for sure. Let me tell you something, man. I have two kids, and I love my kids. Don't get me wrong, but if you saw my... I just had a week off, and I'm, like, happy to be back at work. <laughs> what does that say for having kids? Oh, man. I mean, no, but I've got that under control. Shame on you. No, I love my kids. Don't, don't get, come on. Are, are, you with, really. uh, are you, like, with the, the mother and all that? Or are you divorced? No, oh, no, no, married. I'm, I'm married. So you're married? Oh, yeah. My mother would kill me if I divorced my wife. Well, I, yeah. And I love my wife. Well, there's kids involved. You see, I love my wife because I met my wife before I was famous. So I feel that she really loves me. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not saying that. I'm not, don't don't go he by my love. He doesn't believe it exists. Don't go by my love. <laughs> she really does love me. 
Yeah. He's a bitter and man, she, Howard. Let's like, keep repeating it. She really I mean, does love me. She but, really does. But wait a second. Look at my, my fame and my house and my wealth has nothing to do with it. She'd be she right there with me. If we were standing in line for stale bread, she'd be right But wait a second, though. Seriously, I mean, look at my face. This is not a face you love. And this woman married me when I was making $96 a week. I got to figure she really dug me. Actually, you weren't making anything when you two were together for a long time when you didn't even have a job. Yeah, I was a student. And I even admitted to her that I wanted to be a disc jockey before I married her. Yeah. And even my in-laws hated my guts because I wanted to be a disc jockey. Yeah, but they've changed their time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they come over now. Oh, you know something? I can't wait till all the relatives see your new house, your nice new big house. And now I'm like the pride of the family. Yeah. Everyone was like saying, how can you make any money being a disc jockey? Win. I showed you. <laughs> I showed you. I showed you, didn't I? Your nightmare came about, didn't it? I'm a success. Yes. Uh, I wish we could get the voice of Jesus to sound like that to Pat Robertson. Oh, yeah. I was wrong about you. I was wrong. Thank you, all oh, my. I will it. Thank you, all oh, my. Oh. It's got to be the same Jesus, Pat. Yeah. Yeah, I want to meet your entourage, man, when we come back from commercial. There's some pretty interesting people. Yeah, all right. Susan Berserkowitz is here. She's waiting to get on the air. She has jury duty. We will get to her, but I'd rather talk to Sam Kinnison because he's a lot of help. Yeah, I don't think that traffic is nearly as funny. Do you say Kinnison or Kinnison? No, Kinnison. Kinnison, all right. Right, yeah. So um, I would rather talk to Sam. The Sam? <laughs> I would rather talk to Sam. Oh, right. you, know, so. you know why people turned in, they, a lot of people tuned in this morning just to see how you and I were going to hit it off. They oh, thought, really? Oh, yeah, I got all this stuff, man. Like, oh, oh, watch out for him. Watch out for him. I've only got one thing to say. That's all. Joe, Joe, no, no, no.
Big D. What up, homie? What's up, man? Randall. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. Been a few. Good to see you, bro. Good to see you too, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, fuck, my hair is as long as yours yet or what? Yeah, I think so. Mine's getting shorter. I don't even cut it, but it's, just, it's getting shorter. Yeah, I had, uh, I cut it. Actually, I cut mine. What's how long has it been, honey, since I, I, I cut it all off? 2013. It was 2013 when I did that? Yeah, because I had a wow. long, it was longer than this. It was like probably about three or four inches longer than this. And I, wow. I, I cut it, I cut it all off. I just got tired of it. And, and, yeah. uh, it grew back though, you know. It was just like, um, how's the short hair feel, bro? <laughs> it was, that was, uh, it was a trip, bro. It was like, I've only had one haircut. The whole, I've been here since two, I came here to Texas in 2007, and I haven't paid for a haircut, dude. Oh, yeah. All right. I gave myself one haircut, and that's it. That's all you need, huh? Yeah. Like I said, in 2013, I said, fuck it. And I just fucking. Took a straight fucking razor to that shit, dog, and fucking yeah. took it all off. And, uh, <laughs> and I was just like fucking, um, yeah, that was pretty crazy. But I was like, um, yeah, it feels good, man, because it was like it was like a whole fucking like rebirth. You know what I mean? It was like the hair. I was yeah. like, I was like, man, if it's fucking, if 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 this shit's really down, it's gonna grow back again, fuller and stronger than it did before. That's why I thought. Right. You know? It was meant to be. It'll come back. Well, because we got my wife got us some fucking hair, pro this fucking product off the fucking the TV. What was that infomercial shit? That dude that was like that trendy dude. He was on. He had some show or some. She was like a some flamboyant hairdresser from the LA area. Uh -huh. Some of that stuff was like seventy dollars a bottle, dude. It was crazy, right? Yeah. And I was putting all my hair and stuff like that, and I started noticing it was like fucking my hair up on top, dude. I was like clog clogging up the pores or whatnot. Yeah. You know what I mean and shit? It was like, we were all, oh, this is so cool. It's so expensive and fucking my hair. It's going to be so fucking, you know, beautiful and luscious. Luscious, bro. And it was like fucking my hair up on top, dude. It made hers fall out. Yeah, my, my sister uh, Danielle said it was making her hair fall out. So, yeah, and then they were getting oh, complaints yeah. about that shit. Like there was some fucking, like, whatever they were putting in there, people were having reaction to it and stuff. So I was, um, I was like, well, I'm not going to use that anymore. And then, like I said, I was like, well, I'm just going to try and just see what I could do here to try and get a fucking fresh growth. And sure enough, man, I, when I regrew it, it fucking, everything was good to go. You know what I mean? Good. It's still killer on top, dude. Yeah. It's still you know growing, I mean? bro. Yeah. And I'm fit. I'll be 51. I'll be 51 in July. Right on. I turned you know? double nickel on January. Oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy, man. I know. It really is. The time's just flying by, dude. It's just like looking at, looking at all the fucking, um, just going back and thinking about everything, um, putting together interview questions and whatnot. It's just like, uh, it just brings back a lot of memories, good memories and it's memories of, of your childhood that you know you're just like you know that music. Your music is so much a part of that, dude, and. Yeah. Um, and so really, I think what we'll do is to kind of like for people who are checking this out, um, you know, kind of just go back to the start of things. And so someone who maybe is not as familiar with the band um, yeah. can understand really the, the, the plight, I guess you will, or the, the journey that the band is, your, your band has been through yeah. all these years, man. I mean, I was just thinking, you know, it's, 
almost 16 years since I created the metal den, you know? And so yeah, flawed years, dude, you know, they yeah, just you don't realize it, how fast they go. No, man. Not when you're having as much fun as I I've had, you know, or you've had, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, it is a blessing in its own way. And it's, yeah. and in its own way, it's a curse too, because it's like the time goes by like that. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what I mean? And it, it, it it's like, and it's like uh, Dimebag said, you know, if, um, about the lifers, the people who are really in it, you know, you're in it for life. You know what I mean? There ain't no. Yeah, there's no question about it. You know it. what I mean? There ain't no question. You it's like, oh, uh, it's no just, uh, anymore. no, it's like once I got into, <clears throat> into heavy metal when I was a little kid and stuff, I mean, it was over, dude. It was over. Yeah. Once I saw an Iron Maiden concert with my own yeah. two eyes and was at the concert, you know, seeing Number of the Beast. Um, yeah. you know, I was like 12. Um, uh, luckily I had my, my older brother, Jeff, uh, Cody, who would take me to the ships, to the shows and whatnot. And, um, yeah. but you, you know, you were, you were, uh, Beowulf, you know, you, you guys had such an influence on me, um, early on, obviously because, you know, the whole, um, the Venice scene, um, the heavy music scene or the, you know, the call it the crossover uh, yeah thrash you know punk thrash movement of suicidal tendencies and beowulf and excel uncle slam yeah, um, no mercy these, no mercy of course no mercy um these bands you know even though while i was heavy into iron maiden you know what i mean heavy into iron maiden heavy into motley Crue, i yeah. went to shout the devil um as well i'm mean, i was maybe 11 or 12 with that one too <laughs> um, yeah, brother. Yeah, I yeah. Jackson one did on the Facebook group. They're asking about, you know, what was your first Motley Crue concert? And I had, I was the youngest cat in the, in the, in there saying, you know, I was there, you know, what, at 12 or whatnot. I was like, guys, were 13, 14, 15, but I was there at 12. Wow. Um, so yeah, and it was That's just like, you know, school, hell yeah, you know, the hat flipped up, uh, yeah. the flannel. Just the whole, the whole, you know, Shlemiel, yeah. bro. Always like, you know, I, mean, I was down with it. And so that's what this is all about, dude. It's about, yeah. you know, looking back on all, all of that. And, um, you know, I was trying to kind of put some numbers and dates and stuff and figure things out. And um, you get, you started, did you found, did, did Beowulf get founded in, in 1981? Was that when it started? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were okay. in uh, Mark Twain. Yeah, Mark Twain. If we both went to the same junior high school, Mark Twain Junior High School yeah. there in Los Angeles, and anybody doesn't know.
gather at black masses bodies burning in red ashes on the hill the church in ruins is the scene of evil doing it's the place for all black tonight watch them eating Dead rats in the hut. I guess it's the same wherever you may go.
sends out funeral pyro. Cast the priest into the fire. It's the place for all bad sinners. Watch the meeting, dead rats in the heart. I guess it's the same. Raisin brands are raisin, it's raisins that make Most raisin brands are wonderful, it's raisins that make Most raisin brands are different More raisins, much more raisins More raisins than you have ever seen before If you like raisins, fat juicy raisins You'd like most raisin brand more I always wished I was in that commercial Sitting down in the milk with the flakes around me Wanted to have one of those raisin sweatshirts. Raisin. And a raisin beret. Going down to the demonstration in my raisin outfit. Another raisin for peace. Pretty soon Madison Avenue would get a hold of it and screw it up. They have a way of uh, glomming the language.
They'd have uh, wrinkled power and raisin rhetoric. Right on, raisin. Madison Avenue is the front man for the business dude. The industrial spoiler advertising man says it's good. And uh, they've been smoking uh, grass and advertising agency for a long time. You could tell just from watching the commercials. But now I think the clients are starting to smoke too. Because they're proving some pretty weird things, man. Like the guy in the toilet is pretty strange. The man in the, uh, in the rowboat. Originally it was a rowboat and he got a speedboat immediately when he found it. On a motorboat, got a motorboat. Then he was on a raft for a while with uh, two calypso musicians and two bushels of lemons. They were saying, we put lemon in the tidy bowl for you. We put lemon in the tidy bowl. They put lemon in everything now. Lemon's the big ingredient for everything, right? Lemon's in everything in, except lemonade. You don't find much lemon in that. It's too busy in the furniture polish. What a great symbol of American business. They're putting lemons in everything now. They're admitting, they're admitting what they're up to, man.